So about 2012, I decided, okay, I have exhausted all my options already. I have no degree. I don't want to get a job. I tried a lot of things already. And what other skill do I have? Photography. So I decided no, to, to maybe try to be a freelance photographer. Recording. Uh, this is Danny Bunny recording um, from and broadcasting from Upper Bukit Timah. Hi, and this is Rebecca broadcasting from Singkang. Yeah, so can you please tell everyone who is mm. listening, maybe Jiu Liang Zhi Xiao Mao who is listening, right? Who are listening? Yeah. What are we doing on a Thursday night at 11 24 p.m.? I, I have no idea, man. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, but this so, is crazy. But this is so fun. I mean, this reminds me of my like old radio days. You know, when I used to host this like radio show mm. on Chinese radio, super random. But yeah, I really love the medium of radio. I think it's amazing. Yeah, and I know you have been doing mixtapes recently. Yeah, because and I, I have been doing playlists recently, uh, recently as well for you know people to focus on their work correct correct i saw yes. so i guess we both have this soft spot for for this medium i think it's a very yes. it's a very old school medium don't you yes. think yeah. yes i i ran a podcast many many years ago even mm. before like people knew what podcasts were uh-huh. and it's very fun because uh, i also consume a lot of podcasts especially when i'm running in the gym or when i'm driving do you think at and- that time you were already like consuming podcasts yeah, I think basically oh. I like to learn and you know sometimes when you're busy like when you're like folding laundry uh, you know I think that's the most sickening thing You, you got know. full laundry on me? I got I full laundry and I hate oh, it right so I think I hate that it too. Yeah. yeah so I feel like if I'm folding while I'm also tuning into you know a meaningful podcast and learning something then it takes my mind off the actual folding uh. Yeah la, and it's not such a waste of time because right? doing household chores is just such a waste of time Yeah you know? Yeah, so why are we doing this? Maybe we can... Maybe we should introduce ourselves first, right? Yeah, okay lah. You introduce first off. So I go first huh? Okay. Mm. Um, so I'm Rebecca and I am a photographer among many different identities. And um, what else should I say? I don't know. Introdu- introducing myself is always such an awkward thing, you know. Okay, let me ask you some questions. Ah, okay, then, huh? maybe you can ask me some Yeah, questions. easier, right? Yeah, yeah, So are you... Like, born and bred in Singapore, did you study here? Yes. You want a question? I pretend I don't know you. I pretend I don't know you. Yeah, okay. Uh, yes, I, was, I am a Singaporean. So I was born uh, in Alexandra Hospital. Hey, you Singaporean? <laughs> I can't tell like, from your accent. <laughs> oh, right. Where do I sound like I'm from? Thailand, right? No lah, you sound totally right. Singaporean. It was a joke. All right. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's so in fact, I cannot. Oh my god, I'm having so much fun. I mean, sound effects, yeah, but I love it. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I mean, we must love it, we must have fun, right? Otherwise, what's the point of doing this? Correct. And I think one thing about this podcast is that, um, I think we should just be all like freestyle. So, if you're listening to this podcast, right, we don't know how long this podcast is gonna last. <laughs> Yeah, it will be at least eight hours, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, like the most epic podcast ever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so oh like God. get ready, you know, get your food, get your drink. Yeah, and then get ready your bed also, you know, then, you know, sleep and then wake up. We're, we're still, still talk- talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But anyway, back to introducing myself. Um, yes. Yeah, so I basically my story is that I, I basically uh, dropped out of school. I dropped out of university and then I started my own cafe. And then uh, about five years ago, I became a photographer because I really didn't want to get a nine-to-five job. You know, um, freedom is something that is very important to me. And along the, the way, along my life journey, I found Daniel. <laughs> I think, yeah. So I think as we go along, I guess you guys will find out more about us. So I don't know what yeah, else I can we say about each other. It's very, very interesting. Stay tuned. So, hey, so then, you were talking uh, about this cafe thing that you started. How old were you? I was 21. 21. Okay. Mm. So you dropped out of school after how many years? You were in uni, right? Uh, I was in NTU. So the full story is that actually I, I dropped out of four different schools. Goodness gracious. Right? So this is oh something... God. Yeah, my parents are so... 
What happened then? You're very bad, isn't it? You're very bad. No, no, I wasn't. So it was a very, it was a very strange period of my life because、um, basically I wanted to be a music producer at that age, lah. You know,、mm-hmm. so、uh, I got into NTU, I got into NUS, but I decided not to、uh, go to the local university. So basically, the first school that I went to after JC was some private school,、mm-hmm. and then I dropped out because I couldn't click with the people there. Okay, I felt like ah,、oh, I don't belong here. I belong in like NTU or NUS. That was an art school or music school. Yeah, it was a music production school, but it has since closed down already. Okay, because of you lah. Because <laughs> <laughs> only got one student, then I dropped out. Then it closed down. Yeah, then yeah. after that, then you left, and then it's a very long story. There, so after that, I went to NTU. After one year, I dropped out again because I thought, "Wow,、oh, I really want to do this music production thing." But NTU, I was studying literature, ma. So then I went to LaSalle. I dropped out again. And oh then, my god! Yeah, LaSalle. What were you studying? I studied or music technology. So But, from music,、hmm. you 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 then went into literature. Then from literature, you went back to music technology. Correct. So I was. It was horrible, you know. Like I, when I think back, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It. I was very idealistic. I was very rancing, you、mm. know. And my parents, in a way, they just let me do whatever I want. Well, I guess you were in an exploration stage, isn't it? I mean, maybe I was, you didn't really know what you want, so you have to try it on for size. Correct. And then you realize、mm, you don't like it. You didn't like it. Then you try something else. Correct. Correct. Just a bit、mm. more rancing than the usual.、Um, You know, teenager. I I don't know, like young adult lah. Because I, which I think has served you well. Because you know what, you are not cookie cutter. I mean, I feel like、uh, mm. people like us, we are rebels, right? So we like to challenge the system, and we don't really just follow the crowd. We are not very mainstream, you know.、So. At least that's what we think we are lah. We are not mainstream. Yeah lah. But at that time, it didn't feel that way. At that time, I just felt like a failure after quitting school like four times. Because、mm. I think、mm. a lot of it was I don't know. Maybe I was like depressed or something. I also don't know.、Mm. Yeah, and then after that. It was really a struggle because I didn't have a degree, ma. So all、mm. my friends had degrees, ma. But that's、mm. a story for another time. I think, right? Okay. Yeah, you know, so you're a photographer, but you did、mm. a lot of ping ponging around. Then after that, became a photographer. Yes.、Yeah, so before I became a photographer, I tried different things. So I started the cafe, but it closed mm. down. Mm. And then I tried to do all kinds of different things like writing.、Um, I even worked at substation for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, yeah, and also I was a radio DJ at E Ling Ling San. It's a Chinese、Ooh. Chinese radio for about two years. It was like a part time gig kind of thing. So、mm. again, it was an exploration kind of thing. Yeah. Until photography, I think I didn't find my footing until photography. Really, like、mm-hmm. five years, four five years ago. Before、mm-hmm. that, money was very, uh, elusive. You know. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't feel successful at anything. Nothing just nothing nothing felt right、mm. until photography, because、mm. somehow maybe after so many years you explore and then you really find something that suits you. I think it's so. How many years have you been doing photography already? Since two thousand and thirteen, when I got my first proper job. So, so five, five years, years now.、Mm. How how okay? So what do you mean by proper job? As in, was it um? How long did you kind of explore photography as a hobby before you got your first job? How long? So I first picked up a camera right when I was twenty, and then after that, I didn't really do anything about it because I thought it's very impossible to be a professional photographer.、Mm. You know, it's not something that somebody can just go and be one. It just、mm. feels very difficult. So.、Mm. Um, it took me about seven years, lor. When I was twenty-seven, um, I decided to be a photographer. Then that was when I really seriously tried to, uh, pick up the camera again. Hmm. Hmm. But before that, it was all like a hobby, lah. I wasn't very good as well. I think. So so seven years like、mm. a hobby and kind of half time a half part time kind of thing and then you dabble dabble then then、mm. when you decided to pick it up seriously you go, that's when you also got your first project is it is that no it took about a year I think so about two thousand and twelve I decided okay I have exhausted all my options already I have no degree I don't want to get a job I tried a lot of things already and what other skill do I have photography so I decided no. To to maybe try to be a freelance photographer. So, so at that point、mm. when you decided, did you feel like you have already kind of mastered no, the skill? No. no. Oh okay. No, in fact, I didn't even have a camera. 
<laughs> about how to be freelance photographer. Don't be scared, huh? Is it? Yeah. So I borrowed my friend's brother's camera. Wow. And then I did free shoots for my friends. So like I just told them, hey, I now I do photography. So anyone, if you all need a photographer, I will just do free shoots. So I did a lot of free shoots for my friends. Ah. Mm-hmm. And then I bought my first camera. Also about end of two thousand and twelve, I think. Mm. Um. Yeah, like a second hand camera. Mm. Yeah, so that was how I started. But I feel that I wasn't very good at the beginning, but there were still people who were willing to give me a chance. So I'm very, very grateful for that. So here's the thing, right? I think that there are actually very few people who start businesses when they're hundred percent ready. Me, I'm doing something. The yeah, I mean, although I, we think that people always start when they are ready, right? It just yeah, feels that no, way. No, no. Yeah. I think I think when you start is when you you make up. It's a it's a decision you make up in your brain, right? Correct, that, correct. Yeah, this I is what so. I'm gonna do. It's the decision yes. when you turn yourself from an amateur into a pro. It's mm. actually a mental decision, mm. right? And. And I think a lot of us um, don't start because we are waiting to get to the point where mm. we are hundred percent ready. Then I can be this. Then I can be that. Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah, but actually, I mean, look at you. And actually, my story was also like that. I, I started mm. something way before I was ready. Everything was self-taught. I didn't go to school to learn all the skills that I've been, you know, um, uh, the, <clears throat> employing in my business right Correct. now. You know, yeah. You started so like, from web design, right? Yeah, I started with web design, really. Yes, yes but I didn't major uh, in that in school in university. My major was in uh, public relations and advertising, right? Promotional. So completely different. Completely different from what. Completely you mean. different because at that time when I was in school, um, the hot. Uh, industry was broadcast and radio, you know, mm. and research. Uh, internet was just a, at its very infancy stage, so nobody yeah. was teaching web design or anything. And I actually had to learn how to do coding and design myself outside of school. And I remember you—you you actually had your own blog. Remember at that time? I do. It was on GeoCities. Yeah, and I was one of your first readers. Yeah. So I think <laughs> okay. So now this is a, a interesting segue into how we actually got to know each other yeah. online for many many years. So yeah. would you like to tell people? Uh, sorry, me is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah you tell her. You share. Uh, okay. So basically, then right. Okay. So this was maybe what eighteen years ago. <laughs> oh my god! I think it's, I think it's eight. <laughs> Oh shit, that sound effect immediately lower the quality of this podcast. But yes. uh, yeah, so I think it was 18 to 20 years ago because I remember I was maybe 12 or 13. <laughs> and, and on the World Wide Web, right, I found Daniel's blog. So oh at, my God. At, at that time, there were very few bloggers. I mean, obviously, right, because that was 20 years ago. There were yeah, very few very local few. bloggers. And mm. Daniel... So you were actually one of the the more the most popular bloggers. Yeah, I was a granddaddy and I was very mm. popular, yes. Yeah, and, and I don't know how I found your blog, but I was a huge fan and I would always leave messages on your guest book. Mm. I don't you, know, you don't I, remember I, me, I, right? It's not difficult to find local bloggers at that time because in to begin with right? And then what we do is, you know, on Joe Cities, it's separated by, you know, countries and things like that, right? And Mm. you actually know where the people Ah. from Singapore. So we are very tight-knitted. What we'll do is we will do, um, we will link to one another's blog. So I'm sure that's how you found me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. But I I remember Yong Fook was one of them. Is it? Yeah, Yong Fook. Yong Fook. Did he come out around that time? Maybe later lah. A bit later than you lah. Yeah, maybe oh. later. Yes, I'm really, really the granddaddy, you know. <laughs> you were the shi zu. Yes, and then, wow. Yeah, so I want to... Yeah, okay, so basically, Rebecca um, was a reader of my blog, right? But a little fan. When, yeah, a little fan, 12 years old, so young, <laughs> you know, like 20 years ago. A baby. Years and then, yeah. um, but... When I reached around 30 years old, that was mm. when I decided to like build my business and I kind of shelved my blog mm. days. And what I did was I just deleted everything that I had created. I mean, oh I blocked profusely, but I just right. decided to delete like, you know, everything. I didn't even like do backup Ooh. copies, which is so sayang because yeah. there was a wealth of information, you know, and I felt like so, it was a really fun era. So correct. it's a huge regret that I... Now say that I don't have any copies of my not even like screenshots, right? No, right? I, maybe some screenshots. Uh, I I might have some screenshots. I actually remember exactly how your blog looked like. 
I mean, not, not every iteration because you had different iterations. Uh. Yes, I have different iterations and I made it a point to change the, des- uh, the design of the yeah. block every month. It will have a different look. And that used to be a thing for web design. I think a lot of blogs, they would have yeah. like version 1, version one, uh, version 2 or yeah. like version 1.2, that kind. Yeah. So, so I spent my 30s building my business empire, you know, and then... <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your business empire? My business, business empire? Mm. Huh? Yeah, so... Um, well, I do many, many things. I call myself a serial entrepreneur, okay. spelled C-E-R-E-A-L. And it's so my... cute t- one, uh. Yeah, it's cute. It's fun, right? But it's my take of me being a serial entrepreneur doing many things. But okay. the, the difference is that, the nuance is that uh, the way I um, decide to do something is usually because I want to scratch an itch. Mm. Um, and not most to of earn the time, money. Yeah, not really to earn money. I mean... Most of this, t- most of the time, the itches are creative itches, you know, okay. like us hopping onto this podcast at eleven forty at night, you know, like just we just say, hey, you want to do a podcast or not, you know, and then you just yeah, you just decide to show up and you just do it anyway, and we have no agenda other than to scratch this itch that we both have tonight, correct, and we don't even know what's going to happen if anybody's yeah. going to tune in, and then we just do law do 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 do, and then maybe it will you know morph mm-hmm. into something bigger. So likewise, you know, when it when it comes to my businesses, um. Uh, that's what happens. So basically what I do is I've always been on in the digital realm. Okay. Uh, so I would say that my days of blogging and, you know, my, my self-study with coding and design, it all paid big dividends. Mm. And I think that I, I um, was at the right place at the right time. Um, and, you know, whatever I did, I, I think people think that I have the golden touch. Whatever I do seems to, you know, turn out to be quite well, even though it was just to scratch an itch to begin with. Mm. But do um, you spot trends or, I don't know, how do you decide? what? Yeah, so so I, people have asked me that question a lot and I don't feel that it is something that I consciously feel I'm good at, but I have come to realise that I'm not a one-trick pony. Like, <laughs> I feel That's like, always oh, the fear, right? Yeah, I feel like it's not like I struck lock. I mean, in the beginning, I always say, hey, yeah, no lah, no lah. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a deal. I'm not that good. I was lucky. Scared, la. Correct. I always uh. say that it's because I'm lucky. But I'm mm. like, oh, how can I be continue to be lucky for so many, many things I do? Right. So I feel like I need to give myself um, some credit. Um, so I do think that I do have an intuition lah. I, okay. I can study micro trends quite well, okay. uh, but it's not a conscious effort whereby I sit down and say, now, what are the trends? What can I do, you know, that is trendy <laughs> or that will trend in a few years? It's not a very calculated decision. So it's know, all very that, gut feel. No, it's still up to today. It's like, hey, what excites me? Uh? What do I oh. want to do? Uh? What's fun? Uh? What, what is logical? Uh? What makes sense? Uh? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because I have quite a huge um, uh, empathy for people and I really want to help people and yeah. I kind of pay attention to what are the problems out there. So when you pay attention to what are the problems that people need solving, then you will creatively come up with a solution and Sometimes these solutions become like fun things to do. Which is not actually you, I mean, you used to do a lot of digital stuff, right? But in recent years, you're kind of like moving to coaching, yeah. helping other people. And that's what uh, like scratches your itch now, right? Correct. So so um, my, my core business is in online content publishing and you know, branding, positioning, digital mm. design, basically. Um, but I have my own team taking care of that. So right now with the financial freedom and the what I call um, true wealth, right? True wealth means true freedom to do mm. whatever you want without worrying the money, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm already at this a uh, uh, phase in my life where I can choose to do what I want to do with my free time. Wow. Um, then, it's so the best I, state I, to be in. It is, it is. And I'm yeah. truly, truly very, very blessed. Um, mm. And uh, just the other day, I was I was uh, with um, a business coach and he was mm. asking me, he said his, his questions, his question to me was, if money was not an issue, if let's say, you know, if all the time in the world, what is it that you would do? Mm. And so he was going to coach me on, um, I had some business uh, questions to ask about my coaching practice and stuff. So he thought that my coaching practice was my first business to see. Oh. So he was trying to coach me from a point whereby, from a perspective of if money is not an issue, what would you have done, right? But money is already not an issue Yeah, for say, you. actually, this is exactly yeah. what I'm doing. I'm doing launching new businesses because money is not an issue right now. So mm. this coaching business is really a passion business. So I was totally that, not in it for the money. 
totally not an it. But the reason why I did that coaching call with him is that, mm. you see, I'm a coach, but I also want to be coached by others. Mm-hmm. So the reason why is because uh, I'm trying to explore um, the various things I can do to level up uh, in the way I position the coaching business in 2019. Right. And okay. I'm thinking, you know, if I can um, run this less like a jobby, you know, like a job and a hobby, a jobby. <laughs> so, um, oh, I think the sound effect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the sound of it, jobby. Yeah, the jobby. It's, it's, a, it's a hybrid mm. of a job and a hobby. So I've been doing doing the coaching business like a jobby. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe then it's time to elevate it into something more professional, you know, less oh. of a jobby, more like a, a pro thing. Okay. Um, not to, not to, it doesn't mean that the money is more important. Now, it still isn't that important to me. I'm still doing mm. it to serve people and, you know, to to uh, pay it forward. Mm. Um, yeah, but, but but that's why I got the coaching. I'm just thinking of what are the mechanisms. And also for Lito, you know, how can we position it, you know, and things like that, you know, making it more serious. Lah, mm-hmm. But with the passion. Lah. Yeah, so, I think the passion must never be, you know, like deducted from the equation, you know. Passion is always important, no see, matter what we do. I think that when it's no longer fun and it, it begins to feel like it's like um, a pulling teeth, then it's time to stop really. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think that's, that's something that we are trying to spread also. Yeah. You know, in the things that we, we do la, or yeah. even the articles that so, we write. So that's my business bit. And I wanted to talk about how we got re- we reconnected, Rebecca. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mentioned that in my, tw- my 30s when I was building my business empire, I stopped uh-huh. blogging and showing up online, right? Uh, you disappeared, so, basically. I disappeared, uh, basically, yeah. And I wasn't even on Instagram uh, in the early years. You know, I, I didn't want to be on social media that much, in, uh, okay. uh, you know, anyway. But then I start off, uh. kind of started getting back into the game. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was a particular project that I was uh, managing and there was an opportunity to uh, hire some photographers. And then the client um, had um, a shortlist of a few photographers that like, and we also helped to shortlist some photographers. And Rebecca's name was in the shortlist. Yay. Okay. So what I did was, as a project manager, I had to call all these photographers up, right? So what I did was I called Rebecca mm-hmm. and then we started talking about possibility, uh, the possibility of working together. So just an introduction call, blah, blah. Lo and behold, at the end of the call, Rebecca asked me, are you Danny Bunny? Ah? <laughs> you know, because, you know, um, even though it was just a business call, we ended up talking a lot other For like than an business. hour, I think. Yeah, we were talking about passion, how we started, this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think you put one and one together and you thought like, yeah. hey, maybe this is the Danny Bunny guy. And then I was like, who are you? How come you know me? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> yeah, no, who are you? You know, how do you know about my Geo City's blog? Yeah. And like, you're 12 years old, you know? <laughs> then, yeah, so... It not was, even fully formed yet. Yeah, not fully formed yet. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, but I was already fully formed, like very, very formed already. So it was interesting how we reconnected in that way. And right. it needed to be... I, I was I was very touched that in some way I might have mm. affected you in your decision to pick up the camera and to live a life on your own terms. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I'm who knows? Rebellious. Correct, correct. I think everything that we we read, you know, like uh, even the people that we follow, right? Even like people nowadays we follow on Instagram, they all play a part in like influencing us. Yeah. Which is why I always think that, you know, like we are also like points of influence, whatever that we do, even mm. <laughs> even if we influence like two people or like one pe- one person. It yeah, matters, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the mm. butterfly effect, right? You yeah, can you can correct. affect one person who will then affect another hundred people or thousand people. You won't know. Exactly. Yeah. And so for me to have found you, right, it was really amazing because you were like this you were like this person that I looked up to, right? I oh, followed your writings you. and everything. Yeah, and so it was really amazing. And then we met for the first time, remember? Yes, we went to um okay, so uh, so yeah. <laughs> Because our relationship up to that point in time, it was just online and also through the phone call, right? So we haven't really met in person. So we decided to really like, you know, meet in mm. as as humans, as it's real So exciting, people. so nervous. Yeah, so there's this place uh, that I always bring people um, that I love and like. Uh, you love and like me already. La. Yes, yes. We haven't even met yet. Yeah, that's, that's how well we hit it off, right? Yeah, so yeah. I thought like uh, it's only on special occasions and I, I like to bring people to this very cozy old school deli called Steeples Deli. Mm. Uh, and it's at the old Tangling Shopping Centre. Yeah. And it's we really met very nice. And we were supposed to have brunch, right? Yeah, like lunch. Yeah. Brunch or lunch. Yeah. Now. So what happened after that? <laughs> so after that, we talked until this particular cafe closed at like five. 
And then we went for dinner. Mm-hmm. And then we talked until the dinner place closed, like at <laughs> 10. Yeah. And then after that, we went somewhere else, right? Yeah. Or, or, no, no, no. After that, we just sat there because they we allowed us to there. sit there. And then we talked until 12 p.m. Yeah. Insane, eh? 12 hours of talking to like somebody that, like someone that I just met. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. So. True love, long. <laughs> I think it took too long for us to get to that point. But then when it happened, it, it happened very yeah. fast. You know, and, you know and I don't take for granted this kind of relationships because it's not easy to meet people that you can click with. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you likewise, know, I feel the same. Yeah, like, I mean, we, we meet a lot of different people and, you know, maybe a lot of people, we feel, ah, he's nice and everything. But you don't always, you can't always click in that way. Like, you mm. understand each other or like, you know what I mean, right? Mm, I understand. I understand. Yeah. And really, um, you know, as you grow, I think um, people come, people go, you know, I have, um, I've had really good friends of like 20 over years that we grew up with. But then mm. as I grow older, I realize that we are different points in our life and we want different things. Correct, and as same. I evolve mm. into another version of myself, some friendships don't work for me anymore because either um, we have different priorities yeah. Um, or, you know, certain um, uh, patterns or behavior can be quite toxic as well. So mm-hmm. when you let go of some friends, you will welcome new friends into your life, you know. So I would, mm-hmm. I would count you as one of my newer friends, but also not very new because you kind of grew up together with me online. I knew you, like, you didn't know me. Yeah, so, so in a way, like new old friends who, and I also think that you are a very awakened person. You are very woke, you know, and... Woke. Yeah, very woke. That's the millennial term, right? Yeah, very awakened. Very awakened and Mm. um, I feel that you you are connected Mm. to your work and to the Mm. world and you want to be more and you are constantly, you have this thirst of evolving into a better version of Mm. yourself. I think the key word is try, (laughs) trying. Yeah, I mean, the work is never done, right? We, we, We are not like perfect. We will never be perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, mm. yeah. Sorry, you wanted to say no. So I wanted to mm. say that um, it, it's been a very interesting journey how we we first connected and then we lost touch and then we got reconnected mm. uh, until now we are business partners. You know. Yes. Yeah. And to be business so, partners, right? It's not a small matter, you know. Yes. Like to actually come together and do something. But we're very chill, one, eh? Yeah, I think that's something that we need to talk about, like how chill we are, because I know. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of friends who start businesses with other people, right? and mm. one of the things is that people are not chill, mm. and that causes a lot of friction and a lot of problems, and a lot of people just end up like, okay, forget it, cannot, cannot make it, mm. right? So I think one of the things that allows us to work so well is that we are so chill. Yeah, but I think we are chill because uh, we have our own things that we do that is like you know our bread and butter that supports yeah, yeah, us. Correct. So this we're not lighto- desperate la, basically. We're not. We're not really. This lighto thing really is a passion thing, and we are doing it because we want to, not because mm. we have to. Yeah. Uh, we really, really want to, and it, it has to be fun for us. And we believe in serving the people we want to serve. You know, through mm. the service, um, and. Um, yeah, and that's why we can be chill about it because if it's again, if it's not fun, let's not do it. And I think for on yeah. the on day one, I already told you, you know, we mm. must have fun through the process. And I think one of the things that you told me, uh, one of the things that you said, right? I think it proves to be very helpful. What was? Because you said, um, like if we want to start this thing, right, we have to be like super honest with each other. Yes. We have everything. to really put everything on the table. Like, if you're not happy, you should just talk about it. Yeah, and especially the awkward things. You have to Yeah, don't like, oh, yeah, it's awkward, so let's not talk about it. Yeah. And like, yeah. it under the carpet. Here's what's that's happened. Very I, I, I discovered that once you have something that's awkward that you don't talk, that muscle will atrophy, right? When uh, you have that particular topic, um, you know, no matter how small or big, you mm. have a choice to make. Do you want mm. to talk about it, okay? Mm. Or do you want to just sweep it under the, the, the rug mm. because of that discomfort, right? Yeah. That you fear, you will feel when you're talking about it. But the point is, once you open up and talk about it and you're able to do it once and twice, mm. then there's no more discomfort in future conversations because there is already this trust and you you know that it's okay to talk about these things. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that um, a lot of p- business partnerships, um, um, you know, they 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 are very unhealthy because they are not able to do this kind of thing, you know? And then over time, mm. that muscle atrophies and then mm. you begin not to talk about things anymore. And then when there's no problem, it's fine. But when, when shit hits the fan, then it's, you know, everybody's yeah. going to gonna, right? It's just like between lovers, lo. it's the same thing. Lo. 
I think. Yeah, communication is key. I mean, I've mm. always um, felt that there is nothing that we can't really talk about it. I mean, problems yeah. So I think it's it's not so much the problem, it's how we go about talking about it and how mm. do we solve it together. And I don't right. believe in a blame culture. Like my, my yeah, team, I run. Yeah, mm. I don't. I mean, even if my guys um fuck up or whatever, right? Mm. Uh, I will be the one that will be dodging, uh, not dodging the bullet, I will take the bullet for them. Mm. But then we don't blame, we don't go like, you know, mm. it's because of you, I want to make you feel bad. I mean, the person will feel bad already. That's enough punishment on its own. Right, okay. Yeah, so I feel that um the culture that I always bring to any collaboration or partnerships, mm. and I, I encourage everybody to do that from day one, is you must train yourself um, and you must practice at it, you know, to be able to talk about anything that's awkward, maybe about mm. the money issues, especially, you know, yeah. how you deviate it, you know, what happens if, let's say, you get a job and then the money is not that yeah. good, uh, you know, blah, 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 all those things. You can put it on a table and talk about it. Mm. And I think then that really leads to uh, more or less, you know, a successful collaboration, you know, mm-hmm. having that honesty mm-hmm. and that communication. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's very mm. important. And so, yeah. Mm. So what is Lito about? <laughs> what is Lito about, huh? Because I think a lot of people are very confused. Like, it so is, like, eh, it like is confusing. It is yeah. confusing because it is like a hybrid of many things, right? Mm. So um, firstly, let's talk about um, uh, what we do, okay? Then mm-hmm. we can talk about yeah. the name and how we came about, right? Yeah. So what we do is um, Lito is a start-to-finish website concierge service for the small business with the big vision. Mm-hmm. So that is our positioning statement. Yeah. Okay. So to break it down further, there are a few core things that we offer a small business or a solopreneur or a creative entrepreneur, which is photography. We call it brand photography. And that may be a portraiture photography or photography for spaces or photography for things and products. So this is the uh, genius zone of Rebecca Toe. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Yep. So the other uh, component that we bring and service that we offer is the copywriting and okay. also the web design. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we decided to put all these things together because basically this is what we are good at, right? Um, I'm good at the design bit and the uh, copywriting bit. And then you're good at the photography yeah. bit. And then... So, I- yeah. mm-hmm. So basically, this is for someone who is starting out as a freelancer or a small business, right? And needs an online presence, right? Yes. And you know, these days, online presence is no longer a good to have. It's a must have, right? It's very basic, right? Yeah. So what is different about Lito? You know, or I can just go to Squarespace and start my own website. So what is is the special proposition of Lito? Yeah. so, um, So what's special is, I think, is the quality of work. Um, and really, um, we are good at what we do, really, right? So with the mm. advent of and the proliferation of lots of DIY platforms like Squarespace or Wix, I always tell people, you know, like if there is a DIY platform, it doesn't mean it's easy, really. Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, you still need to push things around. You still need to click on buttons. You still need to put together a sales page. You still and need good design. You still need good copywriting. Good yeah, you photos. need the assets, right? So yeah. the copywriting and the photography, the visual and the textual um, uh, assets are, are the building blocks of a website. It doesn't matter how beautiful a website is. If, if your content doesn't engage and your sales message isn't strong, your positioning isn't strong, your copywriting doesn't engage or sell what you're doing well and authentically, then you have a very flat website, no matter how good it looks, right? Yep. And this is basically but, but um, based on the many years of my experience of working with a lot of clients. Sometimes in the past, I did websites and then whenever we ask our clients for either their copy or mm-hmm. their images, we always end up with two scenarios. Scenario A is they give us very loud, loud, you know, mm. um, uh, uh, images, you know. That so, so there's not much you can do with it also. Yeah, so even if my web design skills is them tokong, uh, I, mm. your assets are so gross, uh, I don't know how to put together a website. It affects my work. And then sometimes the copywriting also very, uh, yo, very chong, hey. They're very, don't even know how to sell themselves. It's not sexy, you know, the copy mm. is not sexy, you know. I mean, if you go to our Lito's website, you know, our, our sales copy is very, very sexy. I'm like oh, super happy with the way we position ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you know, it lights people up. So Correct. scenario B is they don't have the assets, so they just disappear. Mm. 
they, they, they disappear, they evaporate into thin air, so I cannot deliver on the website. Right, right. So I thought, why don't we just solve the problem for people, you know? Mm. And really, at the end of the day, there are clients who don't even want to use a DIY platform. Some people just don't have the time. They value mm. their time so much, they would rather leave it to the pros to do. That's true. And I think one of the, one of the things that we want to do at Lito is that we really want to support um, creatives and freelancers and yes. small businesses, yes. solopreneurs. Yes. You know, um, basically this community of people who might not have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we really want to help them to be successful. Yes. So, mm. you know, Rebecca, your work is so good. You're represented by big agencies, you know, and then, mm. you know, if people were to hire you, it's not even available. I mean, you people can't even hire you through the agencies to do portraiture photography. Can lie, if you're my friend. La. <laughs> yeah. You know, as a friend, you can, la, you know, yeah, yeah. but if let's say it's a complete stranger. I think it's like, you know, what's the way to get to you? You know, they, you don't even know how to, they don't even know how mm. to afford you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So likewise, like for me, you know, so we decided to do Lito together and, you know, um, and provide this service uh, and we really want to serve people because for my coaching practice uh, my central message is to uh, to encourage people to uh, you know if they're very very miserable in their corporate world in a corporate uh-huh. job to come up and repurpose their skill sets to do something um, that they like Mm. You know, and really yeah. this new economy, the sky is the limit if you Yeah, uh, the world has changed, the, man. The world has changed, right? Yeah. Um and there are so many opportunities. So it's a it's really thinking about how you can repurpose your skills. So a lot of people don't know how to start. And mm. I coach in that um area and that scope. Mm. Um and then a lot of people will be like, okay, so now I need the online presence. I don't know how, mm. how to go about doing it. Then I'll be like, okay, there's Rebecca, there's Dan, there's Lito. You can use us, right? Yeah. We can serve you. Yeah. And I guess on the other hand is that if you use our services at Lito, right, and you need coaching, there's always Dan. Yes. You know? It's yeah. like a multi-directional kind of thing. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, we just updated our rate card today um, yeah. for 2019. And um, I have included this thing called the positioning strategy call. So I realized that a lot of um, uh, newbies uh, and and entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, um, new entrepreneurs, they don't know how to position themselves Mm. and they don't know even where to begin. So we are more than just a photographer or a design studio. We are all about business and building purpose and heart-led businesses. Correct. Yeah, so we want to help you. We want you to succeed. So uh, you, you, you would think about it, it's we are all in one, you know, we are like a business coach, uh, a creative strategist, but we also deliver the design and the assets for you. Yes. And I think like we said earlier, right, we're not doing this for the money. It no. sounds very hard to believe, mm-hmm. but we're not, right? I mean, at this price point. At this price point, we are really just covering our time. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think in the meantime, as we do this, we're also building a community. Though, and it's fun. It's nice to, to build a community. And I think this is also the basis of the podcast we're doing today, right? Why we're talking mm. about this, right? And I, hopefully you guys... Because we just got doing... nothing to do. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hopefully you guys can hear the passion and the love that we have. You know, mm. I always tell people I've got two soft spots, right? One soft spot um, is creative entrepreneurs, people who are coming out to do their own business. My other soft spot is Amas. Amas? <laughs> yeah, because I I was oh, brought up woman. by my ama, right? Uh. So like old folks, like right. fathers. And Not just amas, akongs also. Akongs also, but because my akong was a very bad person, oh, so okay. um, my general feeling towards akong uh-huh. was not as strong <laughs> as amas. My ama was really, you oh, know, the so primary nice. caregiver, unconditional yeah. love. Right. No, my soft spot is really ama. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Do you know uh, when I go to the kopi tiams, right? Uh. And when I see those amas cleaning tables for me and they uh. clear my noodles. I will cry one eh. Huh? Like my my heart breaks, you know. I'm like I'm like yeah, I was saying yeah. I'm cool. Like Ayo. I, I feel you really feel so much for them. Yeah, and it's not like they're doing it because you know, you know that they are quite miserable one and they mm. they, they really cannot even stand for long and they get so tired. And I mm. feel so bad. Yeah, anyway, Poor that's thing. my spot. I cannot I, I'm gonna cry yeah. really. Are you cool? Don't cry. Well cooler, well cooler. Yeah. Or you just cry all let's let it out. <laughs> let, <laughs> let it go. This is that kind of radio. I mean, this is that kind of podcast. Yeah. So cry. so um do you want to tell yeah. people like what what mm. is this Lito name, where it came about? Can you deconstruct it? Where it came about, uh? <laughs> um 
you came up with it all because you're so good at names, what? <laughs> yeah, I, so, I think I just pull it out from the head, like on the spot, yeah. you know. I think this whole enterprise, this whole thing, came out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, it's not like we sat down and we said, "Hey, let's do something. Let's do like lighto." Yeah, we didn't want. It, it was wasn't... very organic, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, okay. So a little bit of a background about where this lighto thing came about. It was because I was teaching a, a online business course on my closed Facebook group, which I started because I very, um, you know, big mouth. I go and tell people mm. that I. I started a side hustle mm. uh, with the intention of pulling in an additional $1,000 by the end of the year. Yeah. So what happened was, even before the year is up, I started pulling in about nine to $10,000 a month. <laughs> yeah, so what That's I did insane, was, I shared it on my Facebook page, uh, Facebook, not my personal Facebook page, and I told people that. Mm. And I, But my idea, my, my intention is not to boast about the outcome. My intention is to encourage people to don't xiao kan a side hustle. Uh. It can replace your full-time income. And <gasps> even if your side hustle makes you an additional $200, it can bring it's a lot of households, a lot of yeah. um, relief and peace. Correct. You know, mm. it can relieve a lot of stress. So mm. I, I just shared with people that and encourage people. Then, of course, a lot of people PM me, DM me, ask me what MLM I'm selling. You know, <laughs> then are you in pyramid? You know, so... Are you in the, what, travel? There's this travel MLM thing, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what, is, what is it? Some... Eh, shit, shit. Some uh, world thing. Is it? Some... World... World, eh? what? I don't know. World I venture, remember. world venture. World ventures, yes. So, so it's a world venture. Eh? So people thought, no, no, it's not world venture. It's not that. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't do any of those sunshine empire shit. You know. Uh. So, so I. Uh, so, of course, what I did was then I said, hey, you know, if you guys really want to know, I don't think it's appropriate for me to say so much on my personal Facebook page, lah. So I created a Facebook group that is by invitation only. So I said I can share more in that group. So that was where Beehive came about. Mm, so which is a close is, Facebook group yeah it's a close Facebook group and you were in it right I think there were like 20 something 30 people and then every Wednesday night from 10pm to 12 midnight after all my friends have put their kids to bed and mm. they, are, they, they, they can kick back and relax with a glass of red wine for <laughs> 6 weeks I ran an online course I just showed yes. up and I taught live right about starting an online business and the mm. landscapes and the trends and blah 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 it was fun huh it was fun right so mm. then after um, okay so one of the classes that I taught was the concept of a MVP which is a minimal viable product yeah. Right. So I wanted to illustrate what an MVP is. So I had to give people an example, right? Mm. So what I did on the spot in that class was I just said, okay, for example, if let's say Rebecca and I decided to do a JV and a business together, a joint venture, a partnership. Mm. So I said, let's just think of a new business. Like, okay. So for example, I said, oh, Rebecca is very good at photography. Uh, I'm very good at copywriting and web design. So we decided to come together and offer people a one-stop shop website concierge boutique service. Mm. And then I said, for example, we call it Lighto like because, you know, uh, uh, we just take the two first two letters of our surnames. Okay. So uh, L-I from Lim and T-O from To. So Lighto. And then I said, oh, but Lighto is also about bringing out people's light, you know. Light. And also uh, we need light to take nice photography and Rebecca works so well with natural lighting. Mm. So that's how the name just came up. And the so whole random. Thing was, it was just to illustrate what an MVP could be. So I kind of did a mock-up web page. And yep. my idea was to teach people how to don't pump in so much money, um, you know, you do beta testing for your mm. idea before you pump in a lot of money, right? Yep. So what I did was I, I taught people to create a landing page, a sales page, and tell people what you're offering. And then you just ask people to uh, sign up or to express their mm. interest or to write you an email or, you know, sign yep. up for your newsletter if they're interested. So that's where Lito came about as an example for a class I was teaching. It wasn't even real. And then here we are. And then here we are. <laughs> And I think it's good to mention right, that since we started Lito with no intention of, I mean, we, we had no ambition, right? We just started it. We got a corporate job. We got a corporate job, yes. With yeah. the great room. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah you so, know. so see, from a business coaching point of view, here's where I want to intercept, okay? So even though we've positioned ourselves to target the creative solopreneur crowd, mm. uh, we have people who are startups wanting to work with us. 
right? So it do- it doesn't mean that we 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 don't serve other people who want to work with us, but our positioning was really to you know take care of the creative entrepreneurs and the solopreneurs. Yeah, but because of that, we caught the attention of somebody else, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a job with The Great Room, a, an amazing co-working space. Guys, you have to check it out. It is top of the line. Yes. Um, and and it's this is beautiful. not an advertisement. Yeah, and Rebecca, I mean, I mm-hmm. we had the best time working on this project. It was so fun. We had total creative freedom. I think maybe we can talk about this in another episode, about how to attract the right clients. And, yeah, and, I think and, that's something that we can spend a lot of time Yeah, and, and being paid to do joyful work. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, and then also... When I look at the outcome and the photos, I'm so proud of what yeah. we have created for the client. Yeah, I think it can happen. And the thing is, because we have synergy, I mean, you were very good at selling our product <laughs> as well. You. you know what? It's easy to sell anything that you believe in. Mm. For me, lah, you know, when I believe point. in something, I sell with all my heart. It's only mm. difficult when you are selling something that people don't need, mm. that you don't believe in. Yeah. Right? Yeah, mm. that's true. That's mm. true. Yeah, I would never be able to sell anything, even if it's good, though. <laughs> I think you're too humble. I'm just not a salesperson. You're too humble. You know? really? yeah, okay. So, so you know, for people who have difficulty in uh, selling themselves, you know, yeah. or feel a bit awkward, you know, are you like very boastful or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Just a quick reframe, okay? Okay. I'll do a bit of business coaching here. Mm-mm-mm. So, if you are, if you find yourself being quite hesitant and shy, that means you are focusing a, a little bit um, uh, too much on yourself, right? Mm. Uh, what I, I encourage people to do is to think about the problem which you are trying to solve, okay? okay. So this only works if, let's say, you truly believe in the value that you're providing to the client, mm. okay? You, you must be good. Like, if you're not good, please go back to the drawing board and start from scratch mm. uh, yeah. and gain mastery. But if you're really, really good and you believe that you can solve someone's problem, then think about how you are doing the client a disservice by not telling them that you can help them. Oh. Correct? Okay. Mm. Because if let's say people mm. are going to hire us to do the website, the copywriting and the visuals, right? The, the brand yeah. photography, we shouldn't be shy about it because we are really damn kick-ass with our work, right? And we know that if they were to invest the money and more importantly, their trust and the opportunity to, to, to allow us to serve them, mm. then this is going to translate uh, into, you know, um, real like bottom line for them. They will be able yeah. to elevate their online presence. They should. They will be able to uh, connect with the potential audience even better. Mm. So we okay. are helping That's a them. very interesting, yeah. You know? That's a very interesting perspective to think from, I think. Yeah. Because we're always so focused on ourselves, like... <gasps> yeah. Uh, I say, really. I mean, really. Correct, you correct. tell as many... You know what? Uh, obviously, when you tell 100 mm. people, maybe 50 will say, no, I don't need, need uh, yeah. I don't your service. No matter how good you are, I'm not ready. Or I, maybe it's yeah. a pricing issue or whatever, you know? Yeah. But if you don't ask, you're never going to get, mm. right? So, so don't be shy about going out and telling people you what you can offer. You put yourself out there. Yeah, you have to put yourself out there. The worst thing that can happen is a no and it is just an emotion. True. Yeah. You know, I guess when I think back, right, when I started photography, right, um, and I was so not good... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, but I, because I was desperate, I really wanted to make it work. Mm-hmm. I still tried to sell myself. And yeah, and I think you really just have to do it, even if you're not ready, even if you're not good enough. And every time somebody gives you a chance, you improve and then you get better. Yeah, you know, when we start a business in the beginning, a lot of the work is manual. It has to be manual. You know, I think people have um, mm. uh, um, been misled by, uh, you know, a lot of sales messages out there that are saying oh, overnight successes or you can... Yeah, you know, which is completely false. It's false, it's false. If they're selling completely. you uh, a, a mm. pipe dream, really. Um, yeah. The real work, it takes real work, especially when you're in the beginning, it has to be manual. You have to talk to one person at a time and, and have enough um, bravery to approach people because it doesn't happen this way, you know. You cannot just sit there and expect your work to travel and people to notice you. I mean, we are living <laughs> yeah, in such a noisy world right now. Exactly. Nobody have, has time for you. Nobody. Yeah. So if you're sitting yep. there waiting, like, let's say, even if you build a website, right, there's a KS mm. website, you think, oh, I built the website, people will come. No. Yeah. You still have to create content. you got to, you know, be able to create yeah. engaging messages consistently. Correct. And knock on doors, law, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, right? Don't just sit there and hope that oh, somebody will come and look for you because I'm so good. 
but nobody nobody's gonna come and look look for you because they don't know that you exist yeah and i yeah. want to i want to remind people that right now a lot of things are happening a lot of the marketing is very digital and online and through social media right but mm. don't don't forget that a lot of the marketing piece is still human to human person to person yep you know totally nothing totally. direct selling really so yeah. you have to show up you got to talk to people you know, this reminds me of a story about a friend, right? Um, he was starting out as a photographer mm. and nobody knew him. Mm. But he went to New York, right, with his portfolio and he printed it out. Mm. And he he went out to the office. I can't remember which magazine it was. I think it's like National Geographic or something. Mm. And he he didn't... Yeah, he, he just basically walked in, right? He placed his uh, portfolio there and he basically got a job out of it. You see? You might and be willing to, to show up. Yeah, and to to some, I don't know, to, to people out there, it would be like, why would you ever do that? You know, like, mm-hmm. how can you ever go to National Geographic's office without, uh, like, preempting them first or, like, emailing them first? Mm-hmm. But your email gets lost, what, sometimes, mm-hmm. in the mountain of email that they get. Mm-hmm. So I think what he did was brilliant. Lo. It's something that people would have done, like, in the 70s or 80s. But to do it now in such a, a tech world, to do it in such a human way, yeah, it works. Yeah, I mean, really, if there are two photographers, let's say the first photographer's work is very, very kick-ass, uh, like top of the range, uh, so good, right? But if, let's say, he doesn't show his work to anybody, he doesn't send it in to anybody, he just hides yeah. in his house, you know, and be really good, like, to, for himself. Mm. As opposed to another photographer, maybe his work is not that good, but it's yeah. like, good enough. But mm. he's willing to go out there and face rejection, you know, yeah. and be, be be willing to knock on doors, to eat the humble yeah. pie and to keep trying and trying and trying. Totally. Guess who will get uh, uh, the job opportunity, mm. right? Yeah. It's, it's photographer B, right? Mm. The one who is willing to step out. Uh, and I guess it's not just all digital, like you said, right? Mm. There like, is a lot of power in doing direct selling. Yeah, or like meeting more people. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I think there's another topic that we can... Yeah, so, so so I hope today, you know, we gave everyone a kind of like an introduction of the both of us individually, what we do individually, how mm-hmm. we connected through the years in different ways. And so what then, do we want to achieve with like, uh, I mean, this podcast? Uh, what do I want to achieve? Huh? Yeah, what do we want to do with this okay, podcast? So, so my basic fun. objective for the podcast today is to scratch my itch lah. Because I just felt like, you know, I just sent you a message just now and I said, hey, you, I think we should totally do a podcast. Yeah. I just felt it in the air. Like, and I yeah. felt like, oh my God, there's this wave <laughs> of whatever I feel is electrifying and I want to do a podcast. I think it'd be fun, right? And I could have done a podcast by myself, but I think, why don't I do it with you? You know, it's even more fun and then it's less stressful. Mm. And then also I find that it's a meaningful extension of Lito mm. um, because uh, the Lito bit is really the concierge service, but we also want to teach people and share stories and to encourage mm. inspire people through just sharing, like authentic sharing. And mm. um, so I think my basic objective really then with this podcast is to inspire and motivate people um, in a way that's fun for me um, and for you, Rebecca, and um, whoever who will benefit from all these discussions. And then also, Mm. it would be great if we can bring in uh, people to talk about how they build their businesses, you know, how... Yeah, because we have this whole community of people, right, that we can talk to who are very inspiring. Yes, really. And then I think it would be good for us to get to know more people and to... I think when we talk to people and pick their brains, we we learn a lot, you know, through other people's experiences as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the important thing for this podcast is that it's helpful. Yes. You know? Yeah, you listen to it and there are things that you can you can bring back and apply to your life uh, and your work. Uh, even if it's just one person. So, so God, <laughs> if you enjoyed this and you want more or if you have anything you want us to talk about, to share, if you have any questions, please write to us. How can they contact us? Uh? <laughs> how can they contact us? Uh, okay, uh, so how? how <laughs> we will post this on Instagram and Facebook, right? We are everywhere, but um, oh no! Let's see, no, um, the best way to reach us. No, they 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 should go to our Facebook page, huh? And our then they can send page. us a message, oh, like, right? Oh, right. Yeah. What is our Facebook page? <laughs> I. <wait>. <laughs> <laughs> Very lousy. I actually just 
I actually just liked our Facebook page today, you know. You very lousy leh. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. Hey, you entertain people first. I go and find where is our URL. You entertain. I found it, I found it. Facebook.com slash Hello Lito. Ah, okay. Lito is L-I-T-O. Okay, maybe we will put it in the show notes when we share this. We can we can put uh, and link yeah. in our show notes. Uh, yeah. We are also on Instagram. Um, Our <laughs> Lito Labs uh, Instagram is Lito Labs. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and, and then, in case you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Rebecca has her own uh Instagram, which is Rebecca Toe. Rebecca underscore Toe. Oh, okay. <laughs> then yeah. I'm Happy Danny Bunny on Instagram. Uh huh. And we have our websites as well. And we have our own website. <laughs> oh my god. And we have a light digital web- presence, right? We were talking about digital presence. Yeah, and then so I have much. a YouTube channel. I just started my YouTube channel. So <laughs> and I have a writing blog also. <laughs> yeah, then we have our separate newsletters. You see, we like do a lot of things, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we're like very productive there. Yeah, we're very productive. But are I, we are? I, no, I, I think it's we have a fun life. I see it this way. And <laughs> so. we have so much mm. fun in the doing and the creating. Yeah. Don't you think? I think so. I don't think I can live without creating. Yeah. You know? Con- like, I feel like if I just like live life like every day and I don't create, I don't know. I cannot. I cannot. You know, actually, when like, I it always my... has to come out as an output somewhere. Exactly. So I was going to say, if I take a bird's eye view of how I spend my time, right, it's mm. basically divided into inhaling inspiration uh-huh. and output, putting a creative creations. Oh uh, yeah, just, exactly. Modes. And then maybe in between rest and sleep, like and eat. Yeah, and whatever that you experience in your life, right, you will always be thinking, how do I output this? you know, in a blog entry yeah. or on my you know, Instagram or something. You know, the creating uh, is entertainment for me, you know. So, you know, I don't yeah. really feel like I need to spend time to go to a pub or club or bar or whatever or do a lot of entertainment shit. I don't need because when I create, I self-entertain. Correct, correct. I totally know what I mean. Like, sometimes I'll think, wow, you know, I just want to have a peaceful life. Like, a life of doing nothing. Yeah. You know, like, okay, doing nothing. I need to learn to do nothing. But I realise that I have fun when I do wrong. Yeah, oh and my god, that's the you, joy you just brought up lots of uh, topics that we can talk about, like the, the whole idea of yeah. doing nothing. Yeah, welcome to the second hour of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have you have another six hours left, you know, <laughs> to go. Yeah, so, oh my god, there's so much to talk about, this is so fun. Yeah, uh, I mean, we can talk about doing nothing, we can also talk about doing something. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it doesn't mean you have to do nothing to be a zen person. Yeah, but you definitely don't have do to do everything, lot. you know? <laughs> Yeah, and then meltdown like me, like me, meltdown. Do everything. Hey, we can talk about your meltdown. Definitely. Ayo, I tell you, we need to have a lot of episodes. So, but we've got to save the good things for future episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, the first time we met, we talked for 12 hours, right? That's at least 12 podcasts. Yeah, we should have recorded and just sliced it as a podcast <laughs> uh, at that time, right? But never too late, never too late. So, um, I guess um, we can wrap up, uh, begin to wrap up because it's almost coming up to an hour lah. 56 minutes. Oh yeah, my okay. goodness. I'm going to have okay, a lot of fun we... doing the post-production. Maybe I can do some jingles or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what nice. do you think we should call our show? Uh? Huh? Yeah. Lito show? Huh? Do we need a separate name? Lito show? Lo? The Lito, Lito show. podcast. The Lito podcast. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, the Lito podcast. Lito podcast. <laughs> hey, don't be too clever. Lito podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Lito podcast. And then... Um, what are we going to do? Are we going to end off every uh, podcast with a song of your choice and a song of my choice? Yeah, maybe. And I think maybe if you're listening to this, if you have any questions or any comments, right? Yeah. Please let us know. Any questions and about uh, business, about starting a business, about creativity, business and life. about life. Yeah, that's- yeah, because for us, it's all the same, you know, like uh, working and life, right? It's mm. the same. Mm. We don't really separate it, but how do we work and live meaningfully and joyfully? Yes. Yeah. I think that's what we're trying to do in everything that we do, right? From your blog to your coaching yeah, to I, my, Lito. Correct. So I say, I, mm. I tell people I spend uh, my time at the intersection of business, life and happiness. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so those yeah. are my core topics. But it less you think like happiness that. is all about feeling positive all the time, that's not the message I'm trying to send. It's not about feeling high and happy all the time because that's not healthy. Yes, mm. that's another topic really. Yes, oh my God, like my thinking. <laughs> so suddenly we have a podcast. Suddenly, oh long, just God. like that, we have a podcast. Long. Yeah. yeah. So if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about, um, you know, let us know also. Mm-hmm. Or any guests that you want us to invite on the show. Yeah, oh my God, we should totally have JL on, on the show. You totally, know. And, yeah. and, oh, and whoever. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people actually, I can think of a lot of people. Yeah, can we get like celebrities? 
Yeah. Yeah, like major celebrities. I don't know. Uh, Michelle Obama. Because <laughs> <laughs> recently yeah, she came out with a book. Michelle Obama. Yeah. yeah. She came out with this book called Becoming yes, Michelle I know. Obama. I know. And it's not about becoming her. Like. It's about how like you are always becoming. You're never like done. Exactly. I mean, this 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 circles back to earlier one of the things that we talked about, right? Like we're mm. constantly evolving. We're constantly learning. The work is never done. Yeah, never think that, oh, I I have reached like my final destination already. Or one day I'll reach a final destination. It will never end, what? Mm. Unless you die, lah. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> guys, I hope you okay, enjoyed the hour with us. We're going to wrap up. Are you going to choose the song or are you going to choose later? You can think about a song later. Yeah, I can't choose. Okay, wait, let me think. Um... Yeah, maybe later. <laughs> Next time we will post production. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the song that we want to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next episode we will. Totally impromptu one. Eh? We just hop onto. And we are trying, we're using this uh, web based uh, podcasting software for the first time. Mm-hmm. We don't even know 100% how it works. And then we're just winging it along the way. Yeah, well, maybe after this, it, I don't know, it, it doesn't cr- get recorded. Oh my God, can you imagine it crash? It's Choi. Choi. Yeah, that's actually very bad, huh? Yeah, hey, you don't Okay, okay, let's end this and then we'll see what it works. <laughs> Alright guys, bye! See you next bye. time! Bye!
this morning The only man still working in town Despite the cold of his heart There's a warmth to his heart I think it must be Christmas today Snowfall comes softly tumbling Mr. Robin has something to say The mistletoe is gleaming Soft lips come stealing I think it must be Christmas today If the stars seem to shine as brightly If the man on the moon has lost his way Then have no Just gone home for Christmas Day. Homes keeping warm by firelight, telling tales of Rudolph and his sleigh. This tinsel on the ceiling I've got a feeling I think it must be Christmas I think it must be Christmas today